Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I am so excited that you are here today because I have another fantastic guest for you. This is another mighty woman of God who is ready to share and impart and just give you all the tips and the wisdom that she has. So if you have questions about your purpose, your calling, if you have been struggling with a waiting season, if you are trying to understand your season of singleness, then this is the episode for you. So my special guest today is Prophetess Nicole Hinton. And just in case you don't know, Prophetess Nicole, let me introduce you to her. Nicole Hinton was born and raised in Baltimore City. She fully accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior at the age of 16. However, she rededicated her life to Christ in the year 2005. Since then, she has been walking with the Lord unapologetically. She and her husband, Tony Hinton, are under the covering and leadership of Dr. Jerome Stokes. Nicole is a servant, devoted wife, mother, author, coach, and she uses all of her many talents to glorify God. She desires to see God's will come to pass in the lives of all so they would live out his plan as he originally intended. Hey friend, welcome to the Called and Confident podcast where you will find strategies and solutions to discover your calling, get unstuck, and move in the direction that God is leading you. I'm Shayla and for many years I struggled doing all of the things, but still wondered what was my true purpose. I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it just didn't feel like it was all coming together or making the impact that I had expected. I just felt like there was still so much more. Have you been feeling stuck in life and wondering if God has forgotten about you? If so, I can totally relate. My mission is to help you take action on your God-given assignment so you can confidently live healthy, healed, and whole. If you're ready to say yes to your calling and start moving forward, then you're in the right place. Girl, it's time for a little sister chat. You grab the popcorn, I'll grab the peanut M&Ms and meet me on the couch. Let's get started. So everyone, welcome back to the show. I am so excited that you are here today. I have another fantastic guest with me, and this is someone who is just near and dear to my heart. We connected several, several years ago. I love her. She is a woman of God who, she just loves God so much. She has a pure, authentic heart for God. Her ministry is powerful, and who you see her to be on social media is who she is in real life, and I think that is so powerful and impactful, and that woman of God is Prophetess Nicole Hinton. So Prophetess Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm just so excited to have you here today. Will you start us off by just introducing yourself, however you feel led to do so? Okay. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, Thank you again for inviting me. It is such an honor. The same things that this woman of God has said within the introduction, I can you know, tennis ball bounce that back and yeah. the same for her. She's always had a genuine loving heart, giving heart, always ready to help, you know, um, the saints of God, woman of God. And I just love it. It's rare that you find, you know, woman of God who are just authentic and authentically them and yeah. just have that a uh, peaceful and such a sweet spirit. So I thank you again. It is an honor to be here. And uh, as she's already said, my name is Nicole Hinton. Um, I'm the wife of Tony Hinton. Mm -hmm. Together we have five children. I am an author. I am a faith-based life coach. And um, I wear many hats, as most women do. (laughs) As most women do. Yes. 
And I love God. Yes. And I love God's people. Yes. Which is yes. why I'm so glad to have the opportunity today. Absolutely. So, so many women in the called and confident community are trying to figure out what it is that God called them to do or what is their purpose in the earth? How do they go about fulfilling God's will and plan for their lives? So will you just tell us a little bit about how you discovered what God was calling you to do? Okay. And so um, I can just put down a short list, which I will. Um, however, I I didn't have one of those those childhoods or life that was set up where I just always knew what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Some people just had this dream ever since they were a child. They had parents that really, you know, just poured into them the importance of education. And they kind of already had a, a you know, a sense of direction for their life and a yeah. sense of purpose because their parents helped along with that. Yeah. And so I was one of those who my mother passed away when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And so when I moved with my father, you know, education wasn't really at the top of his list. And so my idea was just getting through high school and mm -hmm. not really thinking about college, not really thinking about anything else. And so throughout life, I just kind of walked around purposeless. Mm -hmm. And it was one day after the Lord saved me. So I, I say the beginning of me um, discovering my calling was having having an encounter encounter with God. Yeah. After that encounter with God and seeking him in prayer one day, I just began to cry out and say, you know, God, what is it that I'm supposed to do? Promises in my life that he has spoken had already been fulfilled. You know, yes. some people, you know, after they get, you know, get the husband, they get the spouse, they get whatever it is, they kind of settle with it right there. But I was like, God, is something else that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it? And as I was crying out to the Lord, he literally spoke to me in that moment and said, you know, and I know that wasn't all that I was, but he let me know what I was to do in that season. And he said, you're a coach, mm -hmm. you know, you need to write the book because of some things that the Holy Spirit had already spoken to me and told me to do. And I was like, you know, just kind of being slowful on it because I didn't know where to start. Yeah. And so instead of kind of looking or researching or positioning myself with others who had done it, you know, I was just like, OK, I don't know where to start and just letting those things. in. so it was really through prayer that the Holy Spirit literally spoke to me and called those things out. Another thing is just through identifying the things that I was naturally drawn to. Uh -huh. When he said that, I could see, okay, I naturally love to speak to people. I'm yes. a natural, I'm an encourager at heart. People come to me for counsel. People come to me for advice. This is something that I'm already doing. And so I also discovered what God called me to do through identifying the burdens in my life. Yes. And I don't mean heading heavy burdens, negative burdens. I mean the burden to really pour into woman, the burden for a particular type of ministry. I always say, you know, in, in the natural, if, if you're a mom or you have someone that you love, you have nieces or nephews and they're crying and you are a little bit away from them and they cry, you know, they're crying, you know, yeah. their voice. you know, as a mother or an auntie, whatever, you're like, oh no, that's my nephew. Oh no, that's yeah. my child crying. And so I, I begin to see that our calling has a particular cry mm. that we 
and we'll have that burden. We'll have that, you know, that ear in the spirit as it is in the natural. So is in the spirit. You know, we become, you know, if we're going to birth something, that means spiritually we're mothers. Yeah. And so we will hear with our spiritual ear certain cries and we'll be like, why is nobody doing this? So why yeah. is nobody paying attention to that when actually you're identifying your baby, you're identifying your burden, you're identifying, you know, what you're supposed to birth and what God has called you to do. I truly believe that God has a very unique purpose for each and every one of us. And as you are on the journey to discovering your calling, I've created a list of 10 important questions to really help you narrow in, get really focused, really specific, and figure out what it is that God is calling you to do. So let me help you get started. Here are the first three questions that you can start thinking about, praying about as you work through your calling journey. Number one, what is unique about me? Number two, what do I love to do? Number three, Who do I enjoy helping? So those are the first three questions. I definitely want you to take some time to sit with it, pray about it, journal out your answers, and begin to figure out the direction that God is leading you. Definitely go to shaylahilton.com backslash freebies to download the rest of the guide so you can have all 10 questions or click the link in the show notes. Hope this helps. Can't wait to hear from you soon. That's so good. Oh, I love that so much. That is so, so good because I think you're right. You know, sometimes people feel this, this burden, as you said, to like, does nobody else see this? Does no one else care about this? Why isn't anybody doing anything? And God is like, I've called you to do something. You know, I've called you to step in and address that particular thing. So I love that. That's so good. That is so, so good. And, and matter of fact, the way I the way you and I connected is because I found you on YouTube as a matter of fact. So years and years ago, um, I was at a place where I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to do this thing your way this time relationally, you know, just coming out of bad situations, things that just were not working out. And I was like, God, I'm going to do it your way. You know, what does a godly waiting season look like? Father, I want to be in order with you. I want to be, you know, a wife of godly character. I don't want to do things my way anymore. And, And I don't even know what search term I put in YouTube, you know, what it was, something about waiting season, waiting on God, God ordained spouse, something like that. And you just popped up, boom. And so I love the way God does the things that he does, you know? And so even back then, I never thought like finding a person on YouTube, we would have a a real relationship in real life. (laughs) (laughs) So when it was time to like do events and things, I was like, I'm going to call her. I'm just going to reach out and see if she'll come, you know, I'm just like, Hey, what's to lose. And so that was really how it began for us. And, but I know that you have such a powerful authority and anointing when it comes to relationships and waiting seasons. And what does that look like? So what would you say to a woman right now who is finding herself in a waiting season? Oh my goodness. Um, I know it's so simple and we just throw out, you know, trust God, you know, believe God. And, you know, we're like, okay, I am trusting God. I yeah. am believing God. Yes. But um, I, I believe that in that time of waiting, that we not only just look at the, the, the timing, because really when it comes to time, we know that God operates and he works outside of time. Yeah. And so when we relate to time, we relate to it as day and night and 
birthdays yes. and which can kind of make us even more anxious because yes. we're like you know okay god you know i'm now this age yes. i'm now that age 38, it's now, to be right <laughs> it's now 2023 you consider that even you know as it pertains to the old testament they never looked at time as you know just day and night and calendar years but they looked at it um in regards to god's appointed season yeah they looked at it as you know time isn't just passing me by you know nothing it's not that nothing is happening i'm just waiting for god's appointed season yeah. and when i know that i'm waiting for god's appointed season that gives me hope and that reminds me that whatever it is that he said concerning my life then it's going to come to pass like when i was waiting for you know marriage and all of that my mindset wasn't you know necessarily on when it was going to happen in the the time that was passing now mm -hmm. after really positioning myself and really understanding the lessons that he was teaching me during the wait but now i said i am that yeah we have to start saying i am that if he says that uh i'm a wife I'm not worrying about the time. I'm already a wife. I'm just waiting for the manifestation mm -hmm. of what he said. I'm just waiting for the appointed time. And so during that time of waiting, instead of just looking at it like, you know, when you have a cake in the oven and you've got all the ingredients and you've put it in there, if you just stare, stir at that oven, you could it, it could probably just take 30 minutes for it to bake. Mm -hmm. But if you stand there looking at that oven for 30 minutes, it's <laughs> yes. going to seem like it's taking much longer. Yes. But if you went around the house and cleaned up, if you went and, you know, did something else or went outside and walked your dog or, you know, did some steps to count your calories or whatever. When you got back to that oven, you'd realize, wow, this went by in no time. Yeah. And so what God was telling me was the waiting season is also an opportunity for us to get busy mm -hmm. when he says wait when we're waiting on something that doesn't mean that we're still that doesn't mean that we're in neutral that doesn't mean that we're parked or paralyzed yeah. you know we're not just standing there waiting for it to happen there's an appointed time but there's also a purpose in that season there's also something that he wants us to put our hands to that's going that's developing us and preparing us for that season and then you learn how to be content yeah. You learn how to be content during that time. And you also understand that, wow, I'm functioning without this thing. I'm, I'm actually mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. I'm actually really mm -hmm. good until he gets it. I can see how you're sustaining me. You're teaching me patience so yeah. that when I have to wait for the next thing, you know, I, I view it the same time. Okay. Yeah. Until then. And I don't mean just putting our hands to anything just to pass the time. By saying, okay, God, what have you ordained for me to do in this season? Yeah. Because whatever it is that you point me to do is ultimately preparing me for what I'm waiting for. Yes, that's so good. And I love your story. Um, you've shared in your books and, and all over the place, your personal story of, you know, waiting on the Lord and marriage and all those things. And I want to ask what you think about this thing that people often say to singles, myself included, people will say, you got to put yourself out there. Put yourself out there. You, that's what you have to do. What are your thoughts on that? Oh my goodness. Lord have mercy. I, I was, it's, it, I was, also told the same thing. I don't yeah. know what this is. It's yeah. just something. 
<laughs> from generation to generation, they right. just want to put this on us. Yes. And I think that it is so dangerous because, mm -hmm. you know, when you say you just put their, yourself out there, when you carry the mentality that I am not the wife of just, I'm, I'm the wife of a person, mm -hmm. of one person. Yeah. And so putting myself out there to everyone and anyone to have access to, that can delay my process mm -hmm. that can delay would it uh delay who God has for me? And some people say, no, that's not possible because if God has somebody for you, then he'll make sure. But no, we have to understand even in salvation, even as we're walking with the Lord, maintaining our relationship, it's always a part for us to play. Yeah. And so during that time, that's not the time to, to, and, and then you had, you have to understand what they mean by put yourself out there yeah. because some may say, Hey, date around. That could look like them saying date around. That mm -hmm. may look like, okay, stop being in the house. If they'll say, if you're in the mm -hmm. house all the time and you're walk working all the time, how are they going to see you? Yeah. But you know, and they were saying the same thing to me, but you can never miss what God has for you doing what God has called you to do. Yeah. You can be on a business trip, Mm -hmm. You can be at work, you can be in the grocery market, you can be on an airplane, whatever God has for you is for you. Yeah. And so when you are planted in the center of God's will, that's not something that you have that you have to worry about. I was at a a smaller assembly because most believing women who are believers believe that they can only meet their spouses in the house of God, yeah. which is, yeah. which is, which is not true. Uh, you know, right. then we box God in, got box God in, but, um, being as though I was at this assembly, it was predominantly woman. It didn't look like, okay, I was going to get anything here. Right. Then I was going to work. I was going home. I was in a season of isolation. Mm -hmm. And what the Lord told me was, you know, you're going to know him when you see him. It's no way that you're going to miss it. And as long as I think that we forget that as long as we walk out the scriptures. I know this sounds crazy to align that with you being positioned for your spouse, but when you walk in obedience to what God said and, and that, and you're applying God's word to your life every day, when you're hearing and complying with what he said, I mean, even down to taking, taking the jobs that he said to take, yeah. if it's an opportunity, if it's something he tells you to birth, like for instance, he could say, Hey, birth out a podcast. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then you interview somebody. Right. And then you don't know you're interviewing your spouse the yeah. next moment. Mm -hmm. So it's when we comply with God's word and his will for our life, we are automatically being positioned in those, at those destiny points for God to bring about his his promises for our life so it's no such thing as just you know just going places and doing things just just to put yourself in front of just to put yourself in front of a man yeah. you might put yourself in front of in front of the wrong man yeah yeah you know it is you know and you I even though our my testimony is that God really led me in a supernatural way I don't look to make my testimony, the doctrine for mm -hmm. all women, he might mm -hmm. not have told some woman, you know, that it, not to date or, you know, whatever. However, in all things, you know, just be led by the Lord. Don't do anything that you're not comfortable with yeah. and understand that when you put that before God, as it relates to a spouse, 
you're now saying, God, I'm trusting you with this. Yeah. I'm going to continue doing what you called me to do. Somebody asked me to go out and I want to go out and I want to be there. I will. Yeah. Because then you put yourself out there and you start going out and doing all these things. And then you're not really a person that is, you know, really likes to be out and about in these yeah. streets and in the community. Then he comes, he's like, wait a minute, you you really gave me all this and what? all this energy. And you was kind of out here that's and doing it. Like, that's not even me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even me. <laughs> so God is going to, God is going to allow him to find you as you are. It could be the yeah. library, mm -hmm. could be in another country. Right. <laughs> Yes, that is so, so good. And often the thing I love about you and your ministry is that you don't just teach women how to get a man. Like that is not the focus. You have always taught and coached on how to have this intimate relationship with God. And in the midst of the intimate relationship with God, in the midst of focusing on God, these other things will come to pass. And so I love that about you. I love that you don't have how to get a man workshops and, you know, not all of that kind of stuff. So how to get married in 29 days. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All of that. So would you speak a little bit about how do you focus on developing a deeper relationship with God? Because that's the most important part. How do you really focus on cultivating that relationship with God? Yes. Um, number one, I would say to tune out other competing voices. Mm -hmm. And that those are those voices that, you know, say, hey, make yourself available, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. To try to, you know, detour you from the season that God has you in. Yeah. And if it's for you to be with him and to spend that time with him, again, that preparation is, you know, for everything that he has for you. So you have to tune out those competing voices, those voices that are competing with what he says is your prescription for your life at this yeah. point. And when I say your prescription, this is something that the Lord keeps giving me every time I speak almost. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, when you look at glasses and when, or contacts, you know, and when you go to the doctor, they will give you your specific prescription for your eyes. Mm -hmm. And of course, we know the eyes are created to see. Yeah. This is how we see vision. You know, this is how, you know, this is how we see most of us who our eyes function in that way. And um, spiritually, that's, you know, it's in relation to, you know, vision. And so when we look at this from a natural and a spiritual sense, when it comes to getting contacts and you having a certain type of prescription, it's tailored to your eyes, it's tailored to your needs. And so when we are seeking, when we are seeking God and we are tuning out those voices, we now receive the prescription, the tailor-made prescription for our life and what yeah. that looks like. And he'll let you know, um, even, even as it pertains, and I'm going kind of going back and forth, but even he'll let you know what is what exactly you are to do in that season. Yeah. And so you tune out those voices by, you know, getting in the presence of God, mm -hmm. by making a commitment to study God's word, because that's where God speaks. There's yeah. no way that you can discern prophecy and discern those voices that are telling you, hey, I believe you should do this or because everybody has a prescription for their life. Mm -hmm. They'll have a way that they do things. And sometimes you can get caught up in another person's patterns because it's really working for them. Yeah. You see, hey, it's working for them. They're successful. However, in order for you to know, and this is still a, a part of cultivating, you know, your relationship with God, in order for you to know, you have to get in the word of God. Mm 
This is going to strengthen your relationship. This is also going to be, you know, this is also going to help you to um, know what the Lord is speaking to you in that season, know what you're supposed to do in that season. And when you know that actually increases your faith and your trust in God, which strengthens your relationship with him. Yeah. I would also say, lastly, to keep the right company. Mm-hmm. Keeping the right company is a part of helping to cultivate a deeper relationship with God. You want to connect with those who are, you know, strong in the faith. We're not talking about leaving people behind and we're not talking about, yeah. you know, uh, as a saying that you're, you're not on my level. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. But even Jesus had, you know, a close circle. There are yeah. some that you have to know that, okay, this person we think alike. You know, mm-hmm. the Bible speaks about how can two walk together except they agree. Yes. Even though it's your personal relationship, when you keep the right company and those who are, you know, um, they have the same mindset as you as it relates to the things of God. Because just because we're believers, you can see there's a lot of believers who think differently yes. and look at things differently. And sometimes that can actually pull you away from you know, the things, your the standard and, and your relationship is some relationships that will, you know, help you to strengthen your relationship mm-hmm. by how, you know, by their life and their practices and um, them being able to lead you and guide you. I've had women of God in my life that my relationship with the Lord had definitely gotten stronger because they were pouring to me. They taught me how to fast. They taught me, you know, how to pray and the importance of those things. Yes, definitely. What would you say to the woman who's listening? And she's saying, Prophet Nicole, I hear what you're saying. And all of that is resonating with me, but I feel like God might've forgotten about me. Mm -hmm. I just don't know that God sees me. I don't know that I'm on his mind. It's been, I've been waiting for so long. I just feel forgotten. What would you say to her? I would say, can a loving mother or father forget her child? Mm -hmm. Would they be so cruel to give them an empty promise? You know, um, humans are limited. And when we look at that, because sometimes in our life, we've had parents um, that might not have been um, faithful or kept their commitments or kept their promises. And even with a good mother or a good father, we understand that humans are limited, but we have to remember to, we have to remember that our God is not, we have to remember that our God is not, and that he takes action on his promises. Mm -hmm. We need to rehearse. I would tell you and encourage you to rehearse the word of God and to remember you know, those stories of those who have gone before us who might have seemed like they were got forgotten, like Hannah, you know, Hannah, here she was and she wanted children. And it seems like, you know, her husband's other, you know, little, little, little concubines and wives, they were, you know, just popping them out. And it's like, you know, God, what, what about me? Mm -hmm. What about me? Mm -hmm. You know, so much so that she goes in and she's crying and she's, you know, travailing and it it gets the attention of the priest. And he, he does not discern (laughs) clearly because he's like, this woman is drunk. Is she drunk? drunk. (laughs) And that's how heavy it can be sometimes. You know, the Bible says hope deferred makes a heart sick, you know? And so while she's hoping, she's saying, God, you know, when is it going to be my turn? 
But then right in there in that instance, you know, God had the man of God speak. And even before it happened, her countenance changed. Mm -hmm. Even before she felt a kick, even before she got a sonogram, she rested in the word of the Lord. So I encourage you to um, take this moment that this woman of God has birthed out this podcast and, you know, God had had her to create this question to ask and know that, okay, God, this is you speaking to me right now. So my countenance can be changed because your word doesn't lie. We are living epistles now to be read of men. We are extensions of Christ in the earth. That means I'm a continuation of scripture. And my case is no different. I may not be believing you for a child. I may be believing you for a business. You know, the pandemic happened. I may have started something. And, you know, I I thought this was the promise. God, I Mm -hmm. thought that you said that this was the thing that I was going to birth and I had to come away from it. But you need to understand that just as he answered Hannah, just as he answered Joseph, look at how Joseph, he had a vision, you know, and here he is. He goes from having a vision to going to a pit, from going to a pit, to getting to a place, a better place than going to the jail. And it's like, God, okay, wait a minute. Since I was a child, nothing looks like it's going in the direction that you said. It's all these contradictions in my life. But in the end, you saw that every stage, even the pit, even the jail, God had never forgotten Joseph. And he got to the place that God said. It's nothing that God promised that he never fulfilled. And the same is with us. God is not slack on his promise. He takes action on his promise. Okay. Yes. That's so good. Yes. I can just feel the freedom in that, what you're Mm -hmm. saying, how how women are going to be just really loosed into that. So praise God for that. So prophetess, I always ask the lady, the ladies on the show to fill in the blank. And I'm going to ask you to do the same. If a woman is going to confidently walk in her calling, she must blank. Commit to being the version of herself God originally intended her to be. Mm, that's so um, authenticity is key. When you know what God has called you to do without a shadow of a doubt, you know that it's not something you have to um, learn. It's natural. Yeah. It's natural. It's not something he says, do this and you can't, and you can't do it when you're authentically being yourself and doing what you naturally love, what you have a burden to do mm-hmm. and what, you know, God told you to do, then you can show up and you can walk in confidence because you know, that it's something that he totally called you to do. And he wouldn't open a door. He wouldn't make a lane. He wouldn't, you know, draw out a path Um, and allow you to sink. So you just continue to um, walk in who God originally intended for you to be, walk in your authenticity and who you are boldly and unapologetically. Yes, that's so good. So I have enjoyed this conversation so much today. I know the listeners are going to want to connect with you. So can you let everyone know how they can reach out to you or connect with you? If you have any books, products, things that they can get their hands on, let us know all other things. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. You know, I'm used to talking for so long. I said, Jesus, help me with these 30 minutes. (laughs) But it's been beautiful. Yes. (laughs) Yes, But um, you can connect with me on Instagram um, at underscore I-A-M 
B-C-U-Z-O-F-U. It's the same for YouTube. For those who are single and you're waiting on God, you can connect with me on my Instagram. It's my, my husband and I together. And that's those who wait on God. That's our lowercase. I am actually going to be publishing next month a singles devotional, a seven-day um, singles devotional slash journal. And you can definitely connect with me via email. My email is I-A-M-B-C-U-Z-O-F-U at yahoo.com. And um, if you look up Nicole Hinton on Amazon, you'll see all the books that I've authored um, so that you can be blessed. Perfect. Perfect. And I will link all of that in the show notes so you all can connect with Prophetess Nicole and so that you can grab those books. I have the books myself and you're going to want to get those books as well because they are truly going to bless your life and just help to really catapult you into the next. So Prophetess, dear sister, thank you so much for being with me today. I have enjoyed this so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm just overjoyed. Thank you again for having me. Yes, absolutely. And I will chat with you all again in the next episode. All right, sis, I know you have to get back to your day, but I hope this was helpful and I pray it blessed you tremendously. Before you go, can you leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share this with another sister who is ready to confidently walk in her calling? Oh, and don't forget to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you and I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Just remember, God's got it and God's got you. Talk to you soon.